You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja, Chris McPeak, will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you, sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how you can incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you are in the right place. Here's your host, author, educator, and karaoke queen, Chris McPeak. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Elevate Your Eight. I am your host, Chris McPeak, and today my guest is author, blogger, entrepreneur, Sagan Morrow. Good morning, Sagan. Hello. Before we get to the interview, I just want to quickly remind everybody that today's show, as always, is brought to you by the namesake for the podcast, which is my book, Elevate Your Eight, which you can find right now on Amazon in Kindle and in paperback. So I encourage you all to go there and check it out. It will be in the show notes, but I don't believe in wasting time. So let's talk to Sagan about her life and her planning and her time management. Um, Okay. So Sagan, I think we found each other through the Think Collective Creative Facebook group, right? Yes. And I'm an author, you're an author, and you also do so many other really cool things. I'm looking at your website, which is saganmorrow.com. So tell the community here a little bit about what you do and how long you've been doing it, and um, and we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so I started my business about 10 years ago. I started out as a freelance writer and editor, and over the years, I've continued to work a lot with clients, but a few years ago, I started Uh, teaching other new freelancers, struggling freelancers, essentially how to do what I do. So I began, um, I wrote a book, I published that, and then I began um, creating e-courses to help people out. Just because the freelancing business can be such a difficult one to get into, to find clients, to manage your time effectively, to manage overwhelm. So I really began doing that, um, which is the primary focus of my business these days, is a combination between teaching other freelancers how to do it, Um, and also I've now recently, um, begun writing romance novels. So that's the other side of my business. Fantastic. A Mm -hmm. jack of all trades. A jack of all trades. So uh, I'm in a unique position because I still go to a day job and then I, and I roll all this stuff on the side, um, which in itself has its own, you know, planning and and time management challenges, but, but you're a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about how you structure your day? Like, do you still wake up in the morning and, and mentally go to an office for eight hours? Or do you kind of chunk it out according to personal needs, family needs, things like that? I've really changed my strategies over the years. And I found it really interesting how in the beginning, um, I made a lot of mistakes when I first started working from home full time. Uh-huh. And I needed to have a very structured daily schedule. Over time, I've started learning to really listen to what my body and my mind needs. And so these days, I tend to structure my day more around what am I feeling? And what am I, what am I interested in working on? and that kind of thing. I tend to also let myself sleep according to the seasons. So I'm based in Winnipeg and we have 
Um, our winters are pretty intense. Um, our summers are very lovely. So I tend to wake up a lot earlier in the summers naturally and quite a bit later in the winters also naturally. So I really like to listen to my body as to what it kind of needs and go from there. Um, what I tend to do is have certain projects that I know need to get done in you know a particular week and then I'll structure each day based on that. So it's been a really interesting kind of thing for me. Um, I also live in an open concept condo. So my desk is about two feet from my bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is a very interesting kind of thing to get used to when you don't have a specific office to go to. Um, but I find that, you know, it works really well for me. It won't work for other people. Sometimes people need to go to a specific place. Yeah. But it, it works well for me. I am fascinated by this concept of listening to your body with the sleep in the seasons. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Because um, the, the premise of, of my concept, the, the podcast and the book is if you're working eight hours and you're sleeping eight hours, then the main thing to manage from there is this other eight hours. But if you're sleeping with the seasons, you're probably doing something a little different than that. So how do you, um, I guess I'm just curious how it works. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I have struggled with over the years is I have um, nightmare disorder, oh. um, which means that I have nightmares on a very regular basis, wow. and that often leads to sort of sleep problems and that kind of thing. So because of that, I know that my sleep schedule is just not a normal one, right? Um, oh. And and from there, I just found that it's not really about the amount of time that we spend working on a project; it's about getting the getting the work done and getting the work done in a quality fashion and in a timely fashion right so it's not really about how long it takes to do something it's about getting it done yeah. and you know from there you can really sort of look at your schedule and see okay how much time does it realistically take me to do something and when do i work most effectively right so I mean, I tend to work best earlier in the morning and later on in the evening. I'll often take, take large chunks of time off in the middle of the day to do things like run errands or clean my home or um, work on hobbies and that kind of thing. And that way, my time that I actually spend working on projects is done with a lot more intention and I work much more efficiently in that way as well. I love that. Um, so we share a a belief in prioritizing things and, and doing them during the time of day when it's easiest for you to get them done. Mm -hmm. So, so talk me, walk me through your process when you wake up in the morning, do you, do you have things written down? Like, do you know, like, Oh, it's Tuesday. This is what I do on Tuesdays. Or I wake up and it's summer. So I have a big long day ahead of me. This is what I'm going to work on today. So how does that, how does that play out for you? So this is kind of one of the other interesting things I've found is oh, that cool. my, my method of doing this has changed a lot. It changes okay. every, maybe every six months because I'll start to feel like a method is getting a little bit stale for me. So I move on to a new method. Um, at present, what I like doing is the, the previous week, I will write down a list of everything I need to get done that week. So I know, you know, at least a week in advance what I'm going to be doing the next week, you know, maybe half a dozen different items on my on my list and then when i get to that week i can look down the list and see okay what do i feel like doing today right what am i in the mood nice. for what am i what is my energy there for um other times i have found it to be really beneficial for me to have you know this one day a week is when i do a particular item i i do tend to have you know thursdays are usually reserved for client work um, because i do have a couple of freelance clients even though that's not my my main focus anymore 
Um, Fridays are often admin work, you know, so I have a, a rough schedule of what my week looks like. At other times of year as well, depending on how things are going for me, depending on how much, um, how much I'm feeling focused, I will tend to have, you know, okay, from this time to this time each day is when I am, you know, working on writing or working on marketing and that kind of thing. So it does sort of change. Um, and I do have, you know, about probably a good five or six different methods that I'll sort of rotate through depending on when things sort of get stale. When I find that I'm not using them as much, then I'm like, all right, it's time to switch my way of doing it. Can you share some of those methods with us? I'd love to. Awesome. <laughs> um, so a couple of my favorite ones um, is using a, a giant piece of poster paper. And I use this for a really long time with color-coded post-it notes. Okay. So I'd have a poster paper, I'd have it divvied up. Um, it would be about a six week sort of piece of paper with, um, you know, like the seven days across. And I would use color-coded post-its to have the entire six weeks already mapped out what I was going to work on every single day. Wow. Um, I also have a very, a large standing desk so I can look at all of that at a glance. Um, another one of my favorite methods is to use a reusable daily checklist, which is one of the things that I'm actually using these days. Okay. Um, and it has, you know, what my main tasks are to do every day, week, and month. It's just a one sheet of paper. It's in a clear um, plastic sheet protector. And I use a dry erase marker each week and each month to check things off. And at the end of the week, at the end of the month, I wipe it clean and can start over again. So that's a little bit more environmentally friendly than the color-coded post-it note method. True, True that. But yeah. So that's one of my favorite ones at the present. Cool. I like the idea of the color-coded, you know, splashes of color all over your, your office wall or your... I have something like that on my, on my wall right now. And it's just post-its. It's not the post-its on the banner paper, but um, mm -hmm. I'm planning out a, a signature program I'm trying to launch. And I, and I have that. I'm looking at it. I can look at it throughout the day and figure out, okay, what do I need to work on today? Well, and that's when I found it really useful for me as well. When I was, whenever I'm doing course launching, that's yeah. when I love using that method. When I'm doing more of the day, day type of things and the daily checklist is more useful. So it, yeah, it definitely depends on what you're working on in your business as to what method is that the most is so true. Okay. Well, I'm really curious to, about um, your author process and, and mm -hmm. I'm an author as well. Um, and, and you and I both have a little bit of experience with something called NaNoWriMo. So that's National Novel Writing Month. And I think you actually even have um, an online course or a worksheet related to that, right? I have numerous blog posts related okay. to it. Yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about your experience with that program. And, and I'd also like to know what your, what your process is for when you're you know, planning your writing and doing your writing. Sure. Um, so I've done NaNoWriMo a few times and I've been successful sometimes. I've been not so successful at times, but you know, it's, it's all about getting, doing as much as you can. Um, but I've really found that for me, a lot about getting NaNoWriMo, um, succeeding with NaNoWriMo in terms, if we're, if we're talking about success in terms of completing, you know, the, the actual word count of a 50,000 word novel, Right. Um, if we're considering that to be the success, then what I've really found is that preparing for it really well, um, blocking out the entire month to make sure that you don't have to work on a bunch of other projects during that time. If you can prepare by getting as much other work done in advance as possible, that makes life a bit easier. Um, I definitely find that practicing in advance is also useful. So okay. 
I've been working on a novella this past month and it, you know, in general, I've been working, I've been writing about a thousand words a day, which is a really good prep and practice so that NaNoWriMo isn't quite such a shock to the system um, when you're writing every single day. I also really love doing the chapter outlines. So okay. if I know that it's going to be, you know, 20 chapters long, then I might write three bullet points that um, for action things that happen in that chapter. And that just helps with the writing to get a little bit more direction, especially because, you know, you, you get into the second or third week of NaNoWriMo, you're starting to feel a little bit burned out for ideas. And if you already have it written out ahead of time as to what's supposed to be happening, it really doesn't matter how good your writing is. It's just a matter of getting it done. And then you can focus on the editing and that kind of thing after the fact. So definitely. So that. you are not a pantster. Isn't that one of their terms? A pantster is someone who writes by the seat of their pants, right? <laughs> I have done that. And I find that it's not quite my style. <laughs> I, I, like knowing, I like having some ideas for what's going to happen. And I also find that when, when I'm starting to write, if I do if I do serve the pinster version, if I just start writing, um, I end up figuring out in my head, oh, I want this to happen and then this to happen and then this to happen. So I end up mapping it out anyways. That's just the way that my brain happens to work. So your first publication was nonfiction, right? Yes, yes. Um, it was called The Business of Writing and Editing. And so it was a, a, a guide to how to become a freelancer. Nice. Yeah. So, then, so how did you segue into the world of romance novels? Um, I've always enjoyed reading romance novels. I've, I've always thought they're a lot of fun. Uh, and over this past year, um, I, I decided that because things were going in a little bit of a different direction with my business, my business partner, um, decided to leave me. And so I needed a, a brand new project. Um, and I just figured, you know, now is the time to start writing romance novels. And I've always, I've always said that, you know, writing novels was something that I wanted to do, and I kept on putting it off because it wasn't a priority. It wasn't um, an immediate income sort of thing. And I just got to this point where I was like, you know what, this is, it's, it's now or never, right? Like if I, if I keep on saying, oh, I'll do it maybe next year, maybe the year after that, I mean, it's going to be another 10 years, another 20, 30 years, why keep putting it off? So I was like, all right, now's the time to make it a priority, and th this is this is a new direction that I am taking. I love it. That is so great. And you have two publications out from your romance um, writing career, right? Yeah. Well, I have one out that came out just a couple of months ago. My next one's coming out uh, next week. And that's a choice between two? Yes. That's the okay. first book. Yeah. Fantastic. So the series is going to be nine books in the series. Oh my gosh. What's <laughs> your, so you're, is it a heroine you're writing about? What do What's your heroine's story? What's her backstory? Well, the series is called Polyamorous Passions. Okay. Um, so it's all about ethical non-monogamy. It's about a series of three friends who realize that they are in love with more than one person simultaneously, and they decide to explore that path. Yeah. So it's a very I niche sort of market. That is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, listen, listeners, you can find Sagan stuff at saganmorrow.com. And is there a particular place in social media that you like to hang out? Twitter and Instagram are my two key places. Um, my handle for both of them is at Sagan Lives. At Sagan Lives, L-I-V-E-S. That's correct. Cool. 
Okay. So what's becoming my signature question for the podcast? We, we know already there are 24 workable hours in every day. So if you woke up tomorrow and all of a sudden you had this, um, this strange magic 25th hour, how would you choose to spend that? Uh, at this particular moment, I would probably spend it writing. <laughs> exactly. Cause there's never enough hours in the day to get our writing. No, can always do more writing. <laughs> Say again, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, you guys will be able to find all of her stuff in the show notes. And again, don't forget to go check her out at saganmorrow.com. And we will be back next Wednesday with another illuminating episode. So for now, you guys, I'm out of here. Have a great day. Want to know more about Chris McPeak and all of her skills and talents? Check us out at www.silverpeakdevelopment.com.